There has been so much talk going on in this country about what's happening with the the incident with the students from the the Covington Catholic School and the Israelites and and, and uh, Nathan Phillips and there's been so much back and forth, so much ignorance. And the fact of the matter is, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do after the fact? And particularly, I want to have a conversation with teachers and I want to have a conversation with parents. Because what we're seeing right now is everybody is engaging in some way, shape or form in whataboutism. What about the Israelites who did this? What about the chaperones who weren't who didn't do this? What about Nathan Phillips who continued to play the drums? What about the boys who had the right to stand there? The list goes on and on. On every side of the spectrum, you are seeing something. But at the end of the day, we have to move forward and start being instructive. We have to start learning. One of the things we're losing in this country is the ability to take advantage of teachable moments. And nobody seems to want to talk about the teachable moments here. So let's talk about the parents in particular. What would you do if you saw your 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 children on this video and, and, and you engaged? Would you tell them, oh, yeah, you had every right to do what you did. You had every right to argue with those adults who were coming at you. What do we teach them? What do we teach them? How do we learn? Well, some of the things that we have to do as we teach our young people, again, we're going to talk about young people and we're going to talk about educators. We're going to talk about adults. One of the things we have to do is we have to teach our young people to be upstanders and not bystanders. When they see wrong, they have to call out the wrong and at the very least remove themselves from the wrong. Everybody's looking at these men as, as innocent victims, almost Kavanaugh-esque, I like beer type mentality. But let's also not forget the fact that these same boys harassed a group of women. And in, in this Me Too Time's Up era, we, it's amazing how many of us can still find opportunities and ways to ignore that part of the story because it doesn't help with the narrative of defend these boys at any cost. Now, of course, we can talk about the fact that there were, you know, the, the, the Israelites in there and, and the things that they were saying, which were wrong and disrespectful and not right. And I do not believe that an adult should be engaging with children on levels like that. Absolutely. But when you go home and your child's involved in that, do you tell them something like this. Next time something like that happens, you remind them that we have school spirit, that we have school values, and the things that we're doing does not reflect the school values. Because look, even outside of Covington, we've seen pictures of high school students in places like Wisconsin where they're giving Nazi salutes. Coming back to Covington, we have kids dressed in blackface at basketball games when asked about it. They say it's just school spirit. No, parents, this is when you teach them about racist history. But you can't teach what you don't know, and you can't lead where you don't go. So many of us have to do our own education to understand why, why blackface might be considered offensive and disrespectful, but I think some of us know and just don't really care. We just don't really care because it's, it's defend our boys at any cost. Parents out there, if you're the type of parent that would excuse behavior like this from your child, you are not creating a parent who is going to be able to thrive in this, this millennium that we live in now. The fact of the matter is, as it relates to white people, Washington Post reported in 2014 that 75% of white people have no black friends. Not people working for them, but like actually black friends. So many parents live in a vacuum as it relates to white parents nowadays. But we're talking about a situation where the majority of the world is brown. So what are you doing to prepare your kids? Are you gonna keep trying to give them this privilege of you have the right to do this? Yeah, you may have the right, what about respect? Don't we talk about respecting our elders? I don't know. We in a society where young people call elders by their first name and don't really show that type of respect. I, I understand that the power distance in this country, if you want to talk anthropologically, is, is, is not the same as it is in other countries. We are a small power distance type of society. But parents, you got a lot of work to do. Parents, we have a lot of work to do. 
as it relates to teaching our children how to not engage, how to de-escalate when other people aren't de-escalating. For another example, we might want to encourage our, our kids to not wear MAGA hats at rallies for Native Americans, right? Because you could be a Trump supporter all day, every day, and that's your thing. But if you wear that hat standing in front of a Native American, could, could the student have removed the hat? Why try to stare him down or stand there for because if you're wearing the hat of a, a, a MAGA hat, for example, you should at least be aware that you're wearing the hat of a man whose favorite president was Andrew Jackson, who slaughtered Native Americans to such an extent that Native American casinos don't have $20 bills because Jackson is on them. These are the types of things you want to teach your children about. So can you stand up for your values without downplaying and destroying someone else? Can you, can you help somebody build instead of destroy because it's easier to destroy than it is to build? Teachers, when students are coming back to your schools, what are you saying to them? What are the lessons that you can teach them about Learning when to stand down, learning when to de-escalate. You know the students in the videos we're seeing across the country. Again, and this is beyond Covington because we're seeing this happen at high schools, uh, middle schools, elementary schools where children are walking in the class and people are now ch chanting build a wall because they feel so emboldened right now. Are, are the teachers, are, are, are the educators, are the principals pulling these students aside? And it's pretty clear that many of these schools are not going to be suspending and expelling these kids. But at the very least, can you teach them? Can you teach them and maybe work with the parents to talk about basic dignity and basic respect as these kids are violating the core principles of the values that you have on the wall at your school? We are in a trying time right now. And we are too busy pointing the fingers that we forget, as cliche as it sounds, that there are three fingers pointing back at us. And those three fingers pointing back at you are asking you, what are you going to do right now? You can continue to go into whataboutism. You can continue to listen to the liberal side, the conservative side, the in the middle side, and, and, and build your own echo chamber. But at the end of the day, the parents are going to be gone and we're going to leave something to the children. And they say our children are the messages that we leave to a future which we will not see. What message are we leaving when the future answers the phone? What message are we leaving when, 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 when we're no longer here and our, and our children are left to pick up? What, what, what's leaving? What are we leaving them? And so many of us get caught up in making sure that we're leaving money and houses and all that stuff to them. But I'm reminded of what Les Brown said. He said, it's not about what you leave to your children. It's about what you leave in them. What are you leaving in them? Are you leaving anger and, hosti and, and hostility and, 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 and this, this type of arrogance and, and, and ignorance? Are we leaving people who are going to kill people in car accidents and, and say they suffer from affluenza and then just let them go until they get drunk again and get involved in the same things? Are we going to continue here and talk about boys raping uh, girls and talk about a couple of minutes of pleasure? Let's not destroy their lives. Adults, we got to wake up. We got to wake up. Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. And a lot of us know better, but we don't want to do better. And for what? And for what? The future of this country depends on all of us to take advantage of these teachable moments. And even if you're going to defend your child, what you're all going to be prone to do in those private moments in your house over dinner tables, teach them some other things about value for respect for diverse communities, for different people. Because even the adults who are out there spewing ignorance, they're miseducated on, on many levels as well. And maybe some of them pull them aside. And adults, little kids will become big kids. So at the end of the day, what are you going to do to be an upstander, not a bystander? 
What are you going to do to challenge the ideas and the critical thinking skills of the people with whom you are around every single day? We like to say everybody can do something. And if you're not going to do your part, you are going to continue to be part of the problem and not part of the solution. And right now in the crisis that we're suffering in America and around the globe, we need problem solvers. We need problem solvers and solution oriented educators parents and activists so we can all make change and take advantage of these teachable moments and this is a major one right now that we're missing peace this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com